everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the University Podcast. We're really excited to be getting into episodes for 2022. And today's episode is one that is really um, kind of pertinent and also important to me as I've started experiencing this, but it's all about starting your career and starting work in the hybrid sort of world and the post-COVID world and um, you know how that's all going and what the experience is like. And today I have Georgia joining me. Hi, Georgia. Hi, Ankita. Thanks so much for having me uh, on your show. I'm a big fan, so I'm very course. excited to be here. Georgia's an avid listener. Um, <laughs> um, so really excited to have her. And we both kind of just started, um, I guess, internships and stuff at the end of last year into this year. And so I thought I'd bring Georgia on just to talk about the experience. So maybe we could just start with a bit about you and maybe your internship experience um, and how that was in general. So I am a fifth year law student and over summer I did what's called a clerkship. So law students out there in Australia probably know what I'm talking about, but essentially um, you apply for a position over summer to do an internship at generally big commercial law firms to get a sense of what it's like working there. Um, and then, you know, if all goes well, hopefully you can get a grad job at that same firm afterwards. Nice. And in terms of your experience, were you in the office a lot? Were you at home? Yeah, um, it was It was a funny one because yeah. um, initially when we started, um, we were kind of in between COVID lockdowns. So it was all looking like we'd be back and it would be an in-person internship. And this is an internship which, um, you know, is notoriously fun and has a lot of community and bonding inbuilt into it. So I was really excited post-COVID to get into a workplace, you know, where I'm seeing people in person and doing stuff inside and outside of work in person. Um, And I certainly got that for uh, the first half of my clerkship. Um, but then the Omicron wave hit and we all had to go from home for the second half. So yeah. I definitely got a taste of both worlds, which was really interesting. Yes. And I had a very similar experience in terms of the first, I would say like a little bit was in person, a couple of weeks. And then we like totally went online and I never saw anyone. Um, it's and, strange. It's a really strange thing oh, to like so strange. being completely in person and then completely online, especially I think for both of us, like we didn't know if we were coming back or not. So there's always this sense that, oh, I might be back. I might, you know, be back in the office, see everyone, but it never eventuated. Yeah. And I think like when you're joining a team, especially as a junior, especially when you're new, everybody else like knows each other. So it's not weird. Like I was already in my third year of uni when COVID started And yeah, it was different and it was weird, like all being online, but I, like, I knew the people kind of that I was with. But when you're just jumping into a group, and I don't even think it's a junior thing because I recently met someone and she had joined um, the team during like December or Jan when it was all locked down, no one was coming in. And she had just started going to the office recently now and then. And she's senior, like, you know, more senior, been working, has like 10 years of experience. And she was telling me, oh my gosh, I know nothing. Like I don't, I'm still figuring out this team. I have no idea. And I was like, I think it's just a universal thing when you don't know anyone and you're starting. That's, I think that's so true. Like even in my last job, I started in 2020, um, or my current job that is, I took some time off for the internship. You know, I started online because the first wave of COVID hit. So it's a really strange way to start in a workplace because 
you know, usually you're getting in, getting to know the ropes, chatting to people over lunch, getting all that kind of incidental bonding and you don't get that as much online. But I think you can still cultivate that yourself. It's just you have to work a little bit harder. Yes, and incidental bonding. I really like that. <laughs> that's a that's a great way to put it because I've tried to explain it so many times on here and it's taken me like 20 minutes to get across. But incidental <laughs> bonding, that's exactly what I mean, um, which is so difficult to do. Um, and I think we, t- we used to talk about it in the uni context a lot and I, I think that translates to work too. So... I guess now as you're, you know, you're, you're in your final year of uni, so am I, we're going to head into full-time work next year. And I guess next year or when people are starting to leave uni is when you sort of start building the foundations of a career or start shaping, you know, your career. And it's not just in law, it's in every field when you leave uni, hopefully, if that's what you want to do and that's the area you want to go down. What do you think from your little tastes thus far are going to be some challenges in terms of dealing with the hybrid world and you know building a foundation in your career at the same time that is that's a very good question um I think there'll be quite a few things that will come up as we transition to hybrid and I think one of them is more when you have a choice of like working from home or coming in how do you make that choice you know um how do you structure your time And if you're someone like me who likes to do a balance of 50-50 from home and in the office, it's figuring out um, a routine of when you're home um, and how to ensure that you can structure your work days well and um, importantly communicate well because I think that's um, a big difference being online. And the other thing is even if you're someone who ends up going to the office full-time in this hybrid working environment, you know, you'll be working with people who are working from home. So it's about adapting your communication style um, to ensure, you know, you can communicate with everyone. And that's that's certainly something I think about a lot and something I thought about a lot um, at the internship over summer. So I, in my second rotation, you know, I was in a new team with a new cohort of clerks who I didn't know very well um, and something that, I found really helpful um, was just to regularly schedule meetings um, or check-ins, sort of casual catch-ups. So I had a buddy and we would check in every day or second day just for five, ten minutes and touch base on what we were doing and if I needed any help, you know, if she needed any assistance on her projects or I would, um, the clerks and I would schedule events where we would just check in and like maybe do a little walk on our mandated 10 minute break um in the morning just to check in and have that experience of incidental bonding yeah and I think kind of following off that what do you think about like I've been seeing a lot of articles lately and I guess this is more in I guess a professional sense um in an area like law for example or other professions where you're kind of practicing and learning all the time how do you think did you find that you maybe would have benefited from like everyone being in and you could have learned more or you found that like it was okay online anyway? Yeah, no, I definitely thought a lot about that because um, I remember one of the lawyers actually at the induction talking to us and saying, you know, at different stages of your working life and your working career, 
the time you need to spend in the office changes. So initially when you're a young person, you know, you're probably looking to have some socialization in the office. You're looking to get to know people, network, build connections, have friends, have a work community. But, you know, as you get older and more experienced, you might need less um, in-person contact for training. You're pretty on top of your job. You might have, you know, more caring responsibilities. And so you want to be working from home and have that flexible environment. And I definitely agree with her. I really feel at this time in my career, I really want to be in the office as much as I can just to get that um, knowledge transfer from people around you, to get that training, to just pop your head into someone's office and ask that one niggling question that you didn't get the first time they instructed you, that kind of thing. You you spend so much time with the people that you work with. It's just important to get along. Like, I don't think you have to be besties or, you know, hang out after work all the time. No. Any of that, but it's just nice to, yeah, get along, feel like you can share work, ask questions. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's why I like the hybrid working model because I think you can still build that. Um, I think it is a lot harder to build online. Like it can, it can be done, but it's harder and you have to put in more work. Um, but it definitely it's worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And that kind of transitions into benefits of it, which I think there are quite a few. Like I know I used to like, yeah, take breaks and I could do things during the day and appointments and things like that. Um, do you find that too? Yeah, absolutely. Like I love being at home and having the flexibility to structure my days because there's no commute in the morning. So I can sleep in or go for a walk. I can cook lunch from home and make myself a nice lunch. And I, I find that I'm more productive working from home as well because there's less interruptions. So it does go both ways you know, being in the office and being able to ask people questions, but you're also interrupting people's workflows and yeah. your workflow is interrupted. So I like that aspect of it. Um, and, yeah, I, that's I, – so I really see the benefits of working from home and I really want to continue to do it. And I think employers are recognising that that's a really important thing to us in the future, being able to work from home, which is good. Yeah. It definitely is. I think the, the balance is really important. And I think, like, when you start, like, three in, two not or something like that or two yeah. two in, three not, that kind of a balance, that's what I've seen people do recently and I think that works, um, I think. <laughs> or I think that might work. I, I, yeah. At my work, we have a 50-50 rule. So you just have to spend 50% of your time in the office, 50% of your time at home. And so, you know, if there's a 10-day fortnight, five of those days will have to be in the office five, and then you can do whatever you like with the other five. And that's been really effective. Like, I've been seeing heaps of people in the office, but we all still enjoy our at-home days and structure our time and, you know, able to bake and do more stuff. Yeah. I, I honestly find my at-home days are much – I get much more done because um, I'm not having those conversations. Yeah. Um, and I'm an extrovert, so I think I'm easily distracted by people, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, and, you know, you can set the work environment as you like it. You know, like I can have my fan whirring next to me and blast my hyperpop and yeah. Yeah. work exactly under the conditions where I know I do well. Yeah. 
which you d- can't necessarily do in the office. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And I think... Do you have any work from home setups? Setups? Oh, what did yeah. I used to do? I, I used to... The thing, though, that I think that was, like, I need to get better at, and I think a lot of people do in general, is, like, making a really a good schedule. Like, I would often work later... I would say I can do more things because I'd be like, I'm at home anyway and I could just quickly eat my dinner and then come back. And I think that's just like part of being like a people pleaser and um, not, not knowing. And I think I'm getting better at that. It was definitely hard at the beginning to like say, no, I can't do it. Whereas when I was in, I'd be like, oh, even if I want to leave by like 6.30, you know, there's only so much you can do. And then you, I wouldn't like come home and do any work mostly. Whereas... Like, when I was fully online, I would be like, oh, I can just do that and I can just, like, quickly eat my dinner and then come back. And yeah. then, you know, I'd be, like, having no balance. So yeah, I think it blurs the boundaries. That's very true. Um, it blurs the boundaries. In terms of setup, though, I like to blast – I like to listen to the same song over and over. So I don't – because that helps me to concentrate. So it's just on repeat, but it'll be some pop probably. Um, love, love Yeah, something like that. Um, but just on repeat and yeah got my monitor yes. I love a read song on repeat yeah um, I love loud music as well which and I know you can hear it from my headphones yeah work, which I'm sure is annoying for the people around me so it's just nice not to have those concerns yeah the other thing that I think is really helpful working from home or that's really transformed working from home for me is I just invested in a kind of work from home setup so I got a monitor from Officeworks um, and I have work got me a laptop stand so I can kind of have two screens when I'm working and having that proper setup means I can really replicate the benefits of the office which is like access to all that equipment and stuff which I really liked like when I was just working off my little laptop hunk show bar in 2020 I definitely was not doing my best work yeah. and everything was slower so highly recommend that but you know it's worth asking work if they can provide that for you as well yeah yeah I agree and I think having yeah the equipments the monitors are like a must and if you're in law get a monitor like I don't know how anyone does any work without one yes (laughs) I can't actually do anything without one I remember some people like when we had to go back like in in Jan when we couldn't work like they were like I'm just working off my little laptop and I was like how are you like I have a monitor a mouse like another monitor like I just don't know how you're doing it off the little thing and shifting between screens and I think there was half a day where my monitors stopped working at home and I I basically did nothing I was like, I might as well just take, do nothing and work at night when the monitors are working, (laughs) then like even try and attempt to use this little thing because it's just not possible. Yeah. It slows you down way too much. Have you seen um, The Office? I've seen snippets of it. Controversial, but I'm not really sure that it's for me. Wow. (laughs) I love it. Not like other girls. (laughs) No, that's fair enough. Yeah certainly got its flaws but it just makes me think of this scene from the office where one of the characters Dwight creates this kind of super mega desk setup and computer setup called Computron when his desk mate is away on paternity leave and he's basically obsessed and addicted with this you know structure um that's really overtaken 
this part of the office. And I really think about that with my work from home setup because I'm like, I have created this monster and I cannot work effectively without it. This is a problem. I mean, not really, because now I'm getting back into the office and sorting mm-hmm. it out. But yeah, it's certainly funny when you can dictate your work setup yeah. so much. Yeah. And we were also talking about, I think before, like, I don't, I wear like pajamas when I, which you don't, yeah. people will just video call and I'd be like, oh, my hair will be up like in a bun, like I'll just be working away and the video, call me on video, like we need to have a system where you maybe just audio call first. Yes. Because I, well, I, I like the heads up when, before you call, I feel like. No one does that though. Go- no one does no it. No one does it. Just cold call you. Cold, cold calling is all the rage. Cold calling. Why do people cold call? I've and it's. I feel like it's like, like the juniors don't. I don't know. I don't. Juniors rarely cold call me. But it's always the seniors. Yeah. I guess they, they don't have as much time, and you know they have to check in, just check if you're all right to call. They just call and don't care. <laughs> and they call. I pick up. I press the pick up, but it's like I just press audio, right? And then I remember one one time I just pressed audio and then the person I was talking to was senior and they just like had their video on and I was like like trying to, I'm like oh hold on my video isn't working and I was just like getting getting ready um, and trying to look presentable but um yeah I mean th- those are the things like I mean that those are just funny little things that happen but I think it's also like using tech um like. I feel like you need to be so much better at using technology and yeah. sorting it out at home. Um, and I've been just seeing a lot of articles lately where it's like, I, this is all like for lawyers, but I'm sure it's in other fields as well. I just don't know about other fields, but it'd be like lawyers get back in the office, like junior lawyers. Um, you need to get back in the office to like learn more. Or like, you know, judges will write opinion pieces on that. Thoughts on that? Hmm. Agree or disagree? I think... I think I would, on the whole, disagree. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there are benefits, absolutely, to being in the office. But I think that the legal industry, and sure, I'm sure other industries are the same way, can be a bit slow on the uptake on technology yeah. um, and innovation and, you know, flexible working and working conditions. And I think that's really detrimental to the industry because... Yeah. You know, at the moment, the way the job market is, it's a very competitive job market and, you know, law firms are competing for people to work for them. And I think it's a big thing, certainly for me and a lot of people that I talk to, to have flexible working arrangements and be to be able to shape the way we work is really important to us. So I think doing that really risks, you know, losing good candidates for your roles or workplaces. And I think it's pretty reductive because you can really cultivate amazing hybrid work environments and even amazing work from home work environments. Um, Like I was recently reading this book called Uncanny Valley, which was about this um, woman's experience working in Silicon Valley. And one of her jobs, they literally didn't have set hours. Mm. You didn't have to go into the office at all. You just kind of had to do your work and you could shape it however you wanted that to be. So she would like sleep in, you know, go get her croissant in the morning, come back, work from 12 to five and 
that was fine. She would get all her work done. And I'm not saying that the legal industry should do that, but I'm just saying I think it could do a lot more to, yeah. you know, create flexibility. As you're graduating, um, for a little snippet of ours, what are your fears, thoughts, views um, as you sort of step out into the real world? So I am in denial about graduating because I have a year to go and I have deferred my grad offer. So I'm going to travel around, do a little Europe summer if I can, see my sister who lives in Berlin and just see the world, I guess. Um, So I'm excited, I guess, for graduating and for what the future holds, but it feels really far away still. Yes, and, and I agree with that. And in terms of deferring, um, another another great topic. We might have to do a whole other episode on deferring at another point. And maybe when you're back as well, that would be really good. Like you can talk about your experience. But um, reasons for that and sort of what are your expectations? Yeah, so I decided to defer because I'm doing a pretty intense extracurricular at the moment and I wanted to take my degree a bit slower Um, and really just enjoy the subjects and be able to give equal time to that and my extracurricular. And also I really wanted to be able to travel. Like I haven't been able to do that because of COVID and I took a year off, but I worked that year between high school and uni. So I just really wanted to have that traveling experience before I hit the full-time workforce because I know it becomes a lot harder then. And I figured because it's a two-year graduate program at the firm I'm going to, I'll still get to see my cohort and be on the second rotation or their second rotation, my first rotation with them. So I feel like I won't miss out on much. Yeah. I think that's, those are my reasons for deferring. Yeah. And, and that's exciting. And obviously like a lot of people I've heard that come around a lot. And I think the travel thing is a big, is a big one that I've definitely heard the buzz around in terms of people haven't been able to travel for a few years. And so kind of like our third year and our fourth year of uni were pretty much like just can't do anything. So I think barely, you can barely leave your local government. Area. You can't even leave 10 Ks around out of your house. So let alone, yeah. <laughs> let alone go overseas. And I know, especially at the end of the year, I'm excited to do some traveling too, whether or not that, you know, I don't think I'll be like deferring, deferring, but um, it'll be nice to have a bit of a break before jumping in. Oh, that's exciting. Very exciting. Well, thank you so much, Georgia, for your time. And, yeah, thank you all for listening. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It was such a treat to be on here. Of course. We loved it. And we'll see you in our next episode very soon. Bye.